Genesis 22, the only son from the Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. John 3 verse 16 and James chapter 1 verse 12. When God decided to tempt Abraham, he was to take Isaac, his only son from God, the son he loved, journey to the north from Beersheba to the land of Moriah, and then offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains God would direct. The word tempt is the Hebrew word nasa, which means to put someone to a test or to give experience, while the word burnt offering is the Hebrew word ola, which means to ascend, and ola is a type of sacrifice which is burnt holy. So why does God prescribe this type of offering and why does he choose a specific land and mountain? God is running the show. There's something significant about these specific requests. Abraham rose up early in the morning, took Isaac his son, two young men, wood and a donkey, and went to the place God had told him. And on the third day, when he lifts up his eyes, he sees the place far off. There's something important about the number three. In this case, a revelation of the mount is made apparent on the third day, perhaps conveying a message of completeness. But we also can't deny that it took three days for him to see the mountain. So Abraham told his two young men to remain behind with the donkey, while him and Isaac went up the mountain to Shacha, which is to say, to worship. The word worship here makes a first appearance and Abraham is calling the act of rendering his son as a burnt offering an act of worship. He took the wood, laid it on Isaac to carry, like a lamb or Christ would carry the tree on which he would die on. Or was Abraham at this age too old to carry wood which he had actually prepared? Whatever the case, Abraham took fire and a knife and left with Isaac. Though young, Isaac knew what was necessary for a burnt offering. He noticed that his father did not carry a lamb and left the donkey behind. And so he stops his father and questions him, Father, where is the lamb? Abraham must have disclosed the details of their journey, including the specific offering they were to make, excluding the part where Isaac was to be the sacrifice. So where is the lamb? The donkey is unclean and has been left behind. Abraham's answer is confident. What he says is fascinating. He says, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. The book of Leviticus chapter 1 gives thorough detail on this type of offering. We've seen Cain and Abel, Seth and Noah, even Abraham himself build altars, calling on the name of the Lord, Yahweh. For some reason, 
Isaac seems to have faith in the words provided by his father, so they carried on together on their journey. They arrived at the place God had instructed, and there he built an altar and arranged the wood. But when he tied Isaac and placed him on top of the altar and the wood, reached out and took the knife to kill him, the angel or messenger of the Lord called to him out of heaven saying, Abraham, Abraham, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your son from me. Isaac was given by God to Sarah who was barren and old. Now I know, says God, as if the creator of all things doesn't know everything. It's not that God doesn't know or can't really see. Abraham passed the test. When he lifts up his eyes to see, this being the second time, a ram is revealed to him, a provision from God, and a substitute for Isaac, his only son. God knows and has confirmed his words from Genesis 18, verses 17 through to 19. So Abraham called the name of that place Yahweh Jireh, which means the Lord will see, like it is known today. On the mountain of the Lord it shall be seen. Then the angel or messenger of the Lord called to Abraham a second time, and he swore to himself, because God is not like human beings who swear to someone greater in authority than them, for it is impossible for God to break his oath or for him to lie. God swore to Abraham because he did not withhold his only son given to him by the Lord. God promised to bless him and to multiply his seed. Notice the impact of the blessing on Abraham's seed. His seed would possess or seize the gates of their enemies, but also the nations of the earth, the land that was cursed, would receive this blessing all because Abraham obeyed God's voice. In other words, through Abraham's obedience, we are blessed. Amen. After all this, Abraham and Isaac returned to the bottom of the mountain to the young men, and they rose up and then returned to Beersheba. And it came to pass after all these things that Abraham was informed about his brother Nehor that his wife Milcah had born children. Haz his firstborn and Baz his brother, Kemuel the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazel, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel. And Bethuel bore Rebekah. These eight children Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother, and his concubine, Rumah, she also bare Tabor, Geham, Tehash, and Meekah. Shall we pray? Yahweh Jireh, the Lord who sees, thank you for the provision of your holy day, the Sabbath, a time when we can meditate on your word, offering sweet sacrifices of worship 
to your holy mountain in heaven. In a similar way to Abraham, be our guide in time of temptation, that we may hear and be obedient to the direction of your voice, and like Jesus, that we may be led by your Spirit during trials to rebuke the temptation of the devil using Scripture. For you have promised a blessing for those who endure temptation and a crown of life for those who love you. Help us, Lord, in all of our weaknesses and imperfections. Deliver us from evil that we may find eternal provision and salvation in your only begotten Son. May our request be a soothing aroma, a sweet sacrifice acceptable before your throne. Through Jesus we humbly pray. Amen. <laughs>